Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Vondon, along with my co-host. Uh, the Mad Chatter's here. And, uh, what was it, a four total? Or, I forgot what my name was. Portal Combat. Portal Combat. You have multiple names. I know. I need to think of a third one for this year coming up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It should be uh, a name a year. I think that's a good good strategy. That's what I've been going with. The first year was Lucas and Adudas, but I didn't do too hot in that. Are you still going to play off the, the Bortle? I don't know. I don't know. It could be Keith Marshall related. Okay. We're... I, I kind of like the Bortles related. You've been very creative with it. I just don't know where you can go with the, with the third yeah, year. the third one's going to be challenging. Maybe go with like Blake instead of Bortles. I could Something do that. With Blake. Well, it, the key was I found names, but I also wanted the Avatar. So I might go like Frosted Blake's. But uh, I can't find I can't find one that has his face on it for the avatar. But it could be Frost Blakes. That's good. That's that's not a bad one. Did you come up with that just on the spot? No. Well, I I did a lot of research previously. I was gonna say you should have just said it was on the spot. <laughs> it would been so impressive. I was I was all about that. Um, Chad, how are you, how are you doing on this uh, fine evening? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I am uh, better than yesterday. That's good. Well, what what happened yesterday? It was Memorial Day. Why were, why were you down yesterday? Well, let me take you through it. So yesterday was Memorial Day. It was crappy outside. It was rainy, overcast. It's supposed to be a day of beach frolicking. You're supposed to be on the beach. Supposed to be sunny. Have some beers, maybe throw throw on the old pigskin. <laughs> but it was it was rainy out. It was bad out. Yeah. So instead, myself as well as yourself, yep, went to go see Baywatch, the new movie with it's, it's appropriate. The you, Rock. you would think you want to be on the beach. You you go to the movie about about the beach. You know exactly. I chose not to go. Chose not to go. And um, I guess let me just come right out and say it. It was the worst movie I've seen in maybe like at least five years. I mean, I, I can definitely concur um, with that rating. We, we should have been warned off on the walk to the movie theater. It's about 14 blocks. We did look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I got a 19. Um, so did. going in, we should have known it was going to be bad. <laughs> But we figured, you know, like, Beach, the rocks in it. There's... Like, how bad could it be? Exactly. Zach Efron, they're funny guys. Hot chicks. I'll laugh a little yeah. bit. Smoking hot chicks. Bathing suits. You can't really ask for more. No, no. Eric, does this make your Mount Rushmore of awful movies with the medallion, Hulk? <laughs> Cloverfield. Um, no, we like... Oh, you hate Cloverfield? No, I, Cloverfield. I, was, I was on the, the Oh, you hate Cloverfield. Cloverfield. And then um, the classic. The classic, The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. I know, it might get some, some flack for that, but yeah. No, that, I, that, I, I don't know if Baywatch is worse than Cloverfield. Cloverfield was a terrible, Cloverfield terrible movie. Cloverfield is a good movie. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So no, it's probably honorable mention five or six. Alright. Unfo- unfortunately, it doesn't okay. break the Mount Rushmore. See, it's right next to Spider-Man 3 for me. Spider-Man 3 is the all-time worst. Was that the one with the Sandman? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was really bad. It was, it was really like throwing bad. Venom in the last like, five minutes. It just ruined the franchise for me, and it was really disappointing. Um, so, what, what we're trying to say to our listeners is, if you're going to pay for Baywatch, maybe rethink it. Rethink it. Maybe rethink it. I, I don't want... If you want to go, go. If you want to spend two hours, just listen to our last two episodes. That's that's also yeah. a fair point. And then you could just have, like, a montage of, of chicks in the background. If that's uh, I mean, on paper, it looks great. You got Alexandra D'Addario. You got she's the, perfect. You got the she might be She might be top five. Yeah, I love her. She's top yeah, five. Yeah, she's e- easily yeah. top five. The blonde girl, I, I can't remember Kelly her name. Rohrbeck. Kelly Rohrbeck. Kelly Rohrbeck, she's also an angel yes. on Earth. Yeah, sports illustrated swimsuit model. Yeah, you got, you got slow motion. I mean, you got all those things, but it was just, I can't get over just how bad that movie was. I can't believe you guys went into it thinking it'd be good. We thought it would be entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. Right. And it um, wasn't even that funny. No. But you know what we can do? 
we can what, take what can we solace do? in the fact that this episode will be entertaining. Because yes. we, we have a very entertaining episode for you coming up. And it contains a two-round rookie mock draft. And this is our first post-NFL draft rookie mock draft that we're all going to do together. And I'm, I'm very excited about it, as I'm sure our listeners are as well. Um, do you want to dive into the mock draft? Are we are we ready for this? We have one trade to go over. We do have a trade. Okay, all right. So we'll go to, we'll go on the trade first. Um, so no surprise here. I was involved in the trade. This is it's it has to be maybe my triple digit trade by myself. It's if it's not, I actually kind of want to count this. It You're may not be at hundred trades. I'm very well maybe. I think you've had like ten. Double, you've had double-digit trades since the episode of you telling people to not tr- just trade the trade. Yeah, I, I think I'm pushing triple digits. It may be at like 70. I'm going to go back and count. That's going to be my are, actually. That's gonna be my homework. Um, so what the trade was, it was pretty straightforward. I, I realize that I'm very devoid of talent. So take advantage of the fact that people are pick-hungry this year. That's, that's not a surprise. People get draft fever. So what I did, I traded with... Uh, Agent Lee, um, Nick Famular's team, who's projected to win this year. And I gave him pick 22 and 23, so two second-round picks, and uh, a 2019 third um, for his 2018 first. Now I have two firsts going into next year. Hopefully I don't trade them, and I'll be in a good spot for next year, hopefully to to build my team. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think it's I think it's a smart move. Got to do what I can to, to survive at this point because I'm not doing a good job thus I like, far. I like it because you have 204. Yes, yes, so, I still do have still have two. If you would have given up one of those picks, I would have said maybe you would have lost the trade. But yeah, you give up like twenty-two and twenty-three for at worst fourteen. Yeah, so I'll I think for that. you it makes sense, and for him, he needed depth. He has a pretty shallow bench. Yeah, I just don't know because we don't really know just yet how deep the twenty eighteen class will be. Um, so it's probably even. I yeah. mean, I, I would lean a little bit next way, but not by a lot. All right, that's fair. Yeah, very fair. I'm just happy to go into next year with two two firsts. Let's talk about the other blockbuster trade that you did. So the other trade was more of an entertainment purpose. Me and uh, me and Mike Rogers, we went ahead and just swapped 2019 fifth round rookie picks. Um, so what happened was, if, if for those of you who don't know, we're in a cornhole league, and we're a pretty dominant cornhole force when put together as a unit. Um, we have great team chemistry. Of great team leadership. If I look to my left, just dominant, dominant players, <laughs> and it, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to play on the same court. It's it's fantastic. So what we did is uh, in our first two seasons, we unfortunately fell short of the glory, but this this season we were able to put it together and made a championship run. So we we were having a good time, and at the beginning of the at the beginning of the night, Rogers comes up to me. He goes, Eric, we have to make a trade happen tonight. It doesn't have to be us, but a trade needs to happen. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And him, him feeling a little bit confident goes, if we don't make a trade happen, we have to void our 2017 second-round picks. And I looked at him, I was like, not a shot in hell that I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Yeah. So I said, absolutely no. Let's see how the, how the night goes. And obviously, we got a little caught up in playing cornhole. We won. We were excited. We were roaming our DOS boot around the entire bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, no trade happened. So I looked at him and said, hey, Mike, instead of giving up a second-round pick, do you want to just swap 2019 fifths? He looks at me, puts his hand out. We shook. It was official. We made the trade. It's it's, it's basically if you're a go-getter, you go out and mm-hmm. make things happen. It's for the thrill. Exactly. It's for the thrill. It's, it's exhilarating. I was happy about it. Just to get you one step closer to triple-digit trades. It's one step closer to triple digits. That's it. Quest quest for 100. Yes, there it is. So that being said, those are the trades in our league. So let's dive into the, the, the two-round mock draft. What do you say? I just realized we never talked about the punishment on here. Maybe next episode. Yeah. Maybe next episode. I like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll write a blog about it. 
Maybe. Maybe one's already written. Ooh. We'll see. We don't know. But yeah, um, we made a two-round rookie mock draft. We're very excited to share it with you. So not only is this inclusive of the 2017 rookies, but it's also inclusive of the free agents that were cut from our league. So how our league works is you have a 23-man roster, um, and at the end of each season, you cut six players from your bench. So you have four bench keepers and then your starters. So there is some decent talent in the free agent pool. Not a lot, but there, there are some diamonds in the rough. So those will be included in the second round rookie mock, as you'll see. Uh, so to start, uh, let's go in order. Addison, you'll start us off with mm-hmm. pick one, and um, we'll go from there. So without further ado, Addison Elko, you are on the clock as Andrew Riggio with pick 101. Ooh. <laughs> and with the first pick of the 2000, or our third Rookie draft? Yeah, third annual. Third annual rookie draft. Riggio selects Fournette, running back Jaguars. I mean, um, I, I, th- I think this is the easy, easy pick here. Yeah, this is the easy mm-hmm. pick yeah, here. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Plus, he has one and two, so it doesn't really matter what order you're going to put these two picks in, but he's... There's a clear top two. Yeah, clear there's top a clear two. top two, and, and he's going to land both. Makes a decision a lot easier, because if you had one or two... If you had one, I'd rather have two than one this year, probably. Absolutely. So I'd draw myself crazy. And uh, the recent update from camp, I believe it was from Doug Marone, came out and said that Fournette is uh, improving as His a pass, pass catcher. catcher. He's been impressing as a pass catcher. So added dimension. Maybe TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory are out, and Fournette's just going to get 40 touches a game. We don't know. Yep. Um, so that being said, let's move on to pick two. Um, that will be myself, choosing for Andrew Riggio as well, taking the next best player in the draft. Some argue the best player in the draft in Corey Davis, wide receiver. Um, per you, our blogs... I think uh, Rogers said he's number one overall, and then the recent blog by my trainer said a future Hall of Famer. He sees in him. Those so, are some uh, some hot takes. Some right lofty there. goals. I mean, when you get taken One's five overall, other, but... when you get taken five overall, there there are some definitely some expectations there. He had the hype, and then because I forget this is our first talk about this post draft, immediately we looked at each other and said he's one hundred and two, and then as the talks got further, you know, the more hype built from that, he's has a good shot to be one hundred and one or the best player out of this draft for fantasy. So. We called it right away that, I mean, it's not a hard call, but I think he was in the 105 oh, and mix. He yeah. could have dropped the 105, mm-hmm. but after the draft, it was immediate. He's 102 or higher. So you have to put him here. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's the clear number one receiver in this draft. Yes. And it's really, it's really kind of not even close. Yeah. If you ask me. I agree. Definitely agree. Uh, so, Chad, would you like to take pick three for Matt Wire? I would. So with the third pick in the third annual EVP draft, uh, Matt Wire selects Joe Mixon, running back, Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Oh, we talked about his situation. It was unanimous love. Um, some on this podcast think he's the most talented running back. I really had a, a good chance. Like I've seen his highlights, but we were watching his his highlights the other day, and he does look like the best running back in this class, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, just super impressive, can catch the ball. I mean, half his highlights were like, you know, streaks down the middle just taking – whoever he was covering, just, you know, out running him. One-handed catches, And making impressive over-the-shoulder catches, too. Yeah, it wasn't like little screens to him and he just took off. They were, like, impressive catches. So I think three here is a, is not a steal, but it's about as good value as you're going to get for some of this talent. Perfect height, perfect size. I think, honestly, maybe, maybe Fournette is a little better, but I think he's one of the, if not the best, explosive through the whole running backs in this whole draft. So... Yeah, not much more I could add. I think he basically put Jeremy Hill out of a job, unfortunately. But, you know, 
That happens. That's survival of the fittest. It's the NFL. And like Especially we always with say backs. with him, it's just the off the field. Yeah. He, he probably has goes, the talent. He probably goes top half of the draft, if not for that. And then that puts everyone's on watch for 101, 102. But talent's talent. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, so pick four. So Addison. in the fourth overall pick in the third rookie draft, trainer selects Christian McCaffrey, running back Panthers. I mean, it's a great pick. His stock has been rising, rising ever since the draft as well because I think the Panthers are just going to use him all over the field. I mean, he's very versatile. He can basically do anything. You can put him in the slot. You can put him as a, as a feature back. You can make him do a little swing pass out of the backfield, maybe run up up the middle. There's, there's a lot of things you can do with McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and in that offense that was kind of getting a little stagnant, a little stale, I think he spices it up, and I think he, he's a, a hell of a fantasy player. I will say when they drafted Samuel, and we didn't love the, the fit for his team initially on our live draft because they don't particularly use uh, receiving backs well in that offense. I think if he went to somewhere a little better, he probably would have been either 102 or 103 contention, but I do think his his value slips, but there's no one really below him that I can argue above him at this spot. So, Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, what more can we really say about Christian McCaffrey? I think maybe the, the, the glaring negative is he has Cam Newton at, at quarterback, who's a versatile quarterback. Uh-huh. So having two, two versatile players on the field at the same time might not mesh well but yeah like you said i think i think this is the perfect spot for him yep yeah if anyone's gonna make cam look better it's gonna be mccaffrey uh so i'm next uh at pick five we're gonna go mike rogers on the clock and gonna take the the one who's been falling from grace uh potential 101 upside at pick five and that's gonna be dalvin cook um, very excited to get Dalvin Cook at five overall. Like I said, to start the draft, it was he was arguing pushing Fournette for one overall. Um, explosive player. The tape doesn't lie. On tape, he's phenomenal. He just didn't test well at the combine, unfortunately. Um, but the upside's there, and the coaches have been praising him uh, in mini camp so far. And it looks like, according to Vikings insiders, that he's going to push to lead the Vikings in touches in 2017-2018 season. So at pick five, I think you're getting a, getting a gem. Yeah, I mean, this is a great pick. I mean, we've said from the start, I mean, at least I have, I think it's clear that there's a tier break between five and six, and I think four running backs are in the top four. Yep. So that's me personally, but I think that, yeah, he's he's the fourth best, if not third best running back in this draft. So with the sixth pick in the third annual Elite Dynasty podcast draft, Mike Trainer selects... Mike Williams, Mike to Mike, <laughs> right receiver, same Diego Chargers. This is a BPA pick here. I mean, yeah. We did have talks making this that maybe he won't take him, but I think here he's, to me, the clear wide receiver too in the draft, and he already took McCaffrey. He needs to address everything in this spot. Um, so I just think, you know, looking down the list of other players and their ADPs, he's. He's the pick here at 106. It's really just taking BPA, especially when you have four picks in the top nine. There's no need to reach on anybody. Yeah, 100% agree. I also agree. And right again, I mean, Tiz did a great job rebuilding for this year. Pick seven overall in the 2003rd annual Dynasty League draft. Tiz again picks John Ross, the highly, not controversial, but boomer bust, love or hate wide receiver for the Bengals. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been on record saying he'll be the biggest bust in the first round. Um, his his landing spot was good. That was the only thing I liked about the the draft for him was he has a chance 
to be the wide receiver too. But overall, you know, just statistically, someone's going to bust in this class, especially for first round wide receivers taken. And I think it's going to be him. I agree. I mean, the upside upside is clearly there. His mm-hmm. tape is explosive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, you see that he's more than just a deep threat. But I think the the hamstring injuries are going to be a problem. Anytime you're that fast, it comes comes with the downside. And unfortunately, injuries are the downside there. So, pick makes sense. I just don't think it's going to pan out. Yeah, that's the thing with a guy like this. It, there's really no. I feel like there's no middle ground. It's either you're really good, or you fail. But that's where him having four first, he has the ability exactly. to take a oh, reach yeah, on someone with that, that high of ceiling. Yeah, if, I, I honestly would consider that pick if I were him there as well, to be completely honest. Yeah. I yeah, so it's certainly not a bad pick. No. That's for not sure. At no, no. Not at all. Uh, next on the clock, we have uh, Josh Maddock at eight overall, taking Samaje P. Ryan. Um, Samaje split a backfield with Joe Mixon, and they both managed to pretty much be in the top 10 for the country in rushing, which is kind of outrageous. Yeah, and broke records. <laughs> An outrageous, outrageous feat. Yeah, Samaje did break records. And his freshman year, I think he had the single, almost had the single, or did get the single game rushing record. He did. It was like 427 Yeah, he did yards. get the single game as, as a freshman. So, I mean, the pedigree is definitely there. He's definitely an impressive player. A little bit more downhill um, than some of the other backs outside of Fournette. Um, but he surprisingly does have pretty quick feet. He does. Um, does have the ability to catch the ball. And in Washington, I mean, it's like a match made in heaven. They don't know what's going on at running back there. I don't think Fat Rob is the answer. I don't think anyone thinks Fat Rob. I don't even think Fat Rob thinks he's the answer. <laughs> I think... Tiz thinks Fat Rob's the answer. Tiz does think Fat Rob's the answer. <laughs> um, but I, I think P. Ryan's a great pick here. Um, there's already camp rumors coming out that he's, he's going to basically run away with the starting job as long as he doesn't get hurt. So, love the pick. Um, love the player. Not much more I can say. Yeah, I mean, I've raved about P. Ryan... I you feel do, like you every, do love P. every episode. I, I love Piran. I think at eight, he's the perfect, perfect spot for him. I wish he would fall to me, but I know he won't. And uh, I just think I think Josh will like to have him on his team. Like I said, I like you said. I think um, Washington is a great spot for him. I think he's going to thrive there with that high-powered offense now. And uh, yeah, there's not really much else I can say. Agreed. So, the pick nine. Why do I get all Tiz's picks? <laughs> Mike Trainer selects. O.J. Howard, tight end, Tampa Bay. First tight end off the board, and uh, it, it doesn't surprise me with how deep this class is at tight end. I, th- I think it's a great pick. Tiz does need a tight end. Unfortunately, he was rostering Ladarius Green, um, which unfortunately is not going to pan out for now him in homeless. his favor. Um, if he does get signed anywhere, I hope he does, like we spoke about last episode. Um, but yeah, he, he needs a tight end. He's going to take his, his choice of, of the big three, mm-hmm. and it's going to be O.J. Howard with the perfect situation. Um, athletic freak, up upcoming offense. James Winston, a lot, a lot of targets to take the pressure off. I, I, I love it. I, and, I don't think it can stress. And this out. rounds out his first round picks being McCaffrey, Mike Williams, John Ross, and OJ Howard. That's great. It yeah, really so does. He, get he's hitting a little bit of everything in the first round. Yeah, yeah. in the first ten picks with someone like him, who's historically the second worst team in our league. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to get everything you can. And Just I feel like every pick here is arguably the BPA too. So that somehow. It fits all of his needs, and he's not really reaching for anything, too. No, no. That's a good point. It's true. This is this this mock has been very, very kind to Tiz, and I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Well, it's hard not to be kind when you have all those picks. You have four of the top nine. Yeah. Now we got a back-to-back here, but I'll be taking pick 10. So with pick 10 overall, Andrew Riggio will be selecting Alvin Kamara, who we, we spoke about last episode as, for the love-hate, I think we were a little split on if we loved it or hated it. Um, 
you know, it's a it's a pick you're gonna have to be patient with. Ridge has to be patient. He's in a two to three year rebuild. I think this is a player that makes sense for him because he's just gonna wait out. Peterson being gone, he's gonna wait out inevitably Ingram being dealt because they just don't like him. Unless Kamara doesn't pan out, then they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to keep Ingram. But assuming he does pan out, uh, I think this pick makes sense for Ridge. I mean, he picked Fournette and Davis. I still think his running backs are more of a need than his wide receivers. He's got Kevin White and... Does he have Doxon, too? Yeah, he's got both. So he's got some good wide receivers and now Davis. So he's got three really good young, you know, potential dynasties. So I still think he needs to address running back. And then I think Kamara's the, the pick here. Yeah, I agree. Love Kamara. Love the situation. Um, even even though he's got the two running backs in front of him, I think he'll still carve out a role. And then hopefully in the future, it carves out an even bigger role. So I, I think it's going to... It's going to play out in his favor. Yeah, Chad? I agree with what Ad said about he's going to be a little more of a hold because you do have Ingram there, and this is probably going to be AP's last year. So, you know, once he's gone, Ingram's very injury-prone. So uh, why can't Kamara be uh, the lead back there in a couple of years? Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, next on the clock, uh, Andrew Riggio again. Um, honestly, between the, this pick, we were really between two players. Uh, both happen to be from Ole Miss. Highly productive, highly efficient players. Um, we were between we ended up making the pick Evan Ingram, but also between Demoria Stringfellow, a uh, pretty dominant wide receiver there out of Ole Miss. I ended up going with Ingram just based out of need alone. Um, he does have Delaney Walker, and uh, although highly productive, is getting up there in age. So Ingram does edge out Stringfellow here in this case. Um, maybe we'll see on draft day if it changes his mind. Um, but I think Ingram is the pick. Do you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. I think he's the, I think he's the second best tight end. I think Ridge needs tight end. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the Roto worlds are, are negative about Ingram not not contributing fantasy wise in, in his first year, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with. I Smoke think screen. It, it might be. I think yeah. he can come in and he, he can contribute right away with the Giants. Yeah, he needs a tight end desperately. He addresses all of his other needs. Arguably the best tight end in the class. So we're lo- most athletic. We've all praised him throughout this you know podcast episode. So I think it's a good pick from there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Basically, heard Mike Evans as a tight end. So. Can't really complain with that. Yep. Um, up next, uh, Chad, you're on the clock as Addison. So with pick 12, uh, Dr. Handsome selects Kareem Hunt, running back. Ooh, How do you, we feel? You could go Dr. Handsome. Anyway. I would. I could do Dr. Handsome. If Hunt fell to me, so there's a lot of talk about, well, I go Marshawn Lynch here. And it all depends on, you know, what people do above me. Obviously, if Riggio were possibly to go back-to-back uh, running backs here and Ingram was there, I'd probably go Lynch. But the way this this draft fell out, Kareem Hunt is there. I think he has a good chance to be the running back one mid-season. I'm not gonna say, I don't think he takes it right away. I think Ware has earned that right to, to play out the first chunk of the season. But for me, I am a little bit aging on my running backs, and I think at 12 here, it's a really good value pick. And something I can hold, I can be patient with for a year, and then possibly dump out Smallwood or Marshall if they don't truly pan out this year, and then you know, go on moving forward with my firsts in the next upcoming years. You honestly might not even need to be patient. Um, a lot of the rumors that we've been seeing and hearing is that he's going to push Spencer Ware for carries I know. to start, which but, is unfortunate for me because I'm I'm invested in Spencer Ware in a couple of other leagues. Um, but I I love Kareem Hunt. I think that's a great pick there. I, I think even closer to draft day, he might go higher than this. But right now, I, I love that spot. I agree. I think we were talking about this. I think maybe the spot he could have went is maybe eight to Josh, and then either ten or eleven to Rich. I think yeah. he falls in there. I don't think Tiz takes him. So 
It just depends who you, you know your boys. Who yeah. You, who you're scouting and who you think's gonna be better, obviously. Yeah. But I'd be happy with either P Ryan. Uh, if Kamara's there, I'd probably take Lynch. But if P Ryan or Hunter there, I'm I'm taking one of those two. So that'll be the way I don't take Lynch. Yeah, Hunt stock has been on the rise. I feel like for like past couple months. For sure. His ADP still in the the like around where we took him at twelve, but. I agree. It's come come two months from now when our draft is, it, it might be higher. But then someone's going to fall to me. So with 13... Oh, you picked for me. I'm going to pick for you. Oh, okay. Um, oh, also Dr. Handsome. So with pick number 13... That's weird. Yeah, Dr. Handsome selects Njoku. Um, tight end. Browns. Browns. Ugh. I really, really want Joku. That's it. I think he's <laughs> going to be great on Cleveland. I think he's going to be, look look at who is throwing him the ball. Exactly. Just look at who they have at quarterback. <laughs> that's not the argument for him. No, but it's no, but not. that's what I'm serious. He, he Joku's not going to be running. I get bad quarterbacks routes. throw to tight ends. But what I'm often. saying is it's going to be short little ten yard ins, ten yard outs, uh, curls. It's going to be all routes yeah. that are tailored to Cody Kessler's playing style. I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it. going to be Cody uh, Cody Kessler. It's going to be Corey Coleman running a slant in and Joku running a little box out. And he's going to hit one of them because he doesn't. He's not going to throw the ball over eight yards. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. And think of the touchdown upside. The I touchdown mean, if, upside is great. If Gary Barnes can come in and put up the numbers he did two years ago, I yeah. mean, Najoku is just a way better athlete. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I think this is so a great why pick. Can he, yeah, why can't he be a safety blanket for whoever quarterback is? Yeah, in, in our in our pre-draft, was it pre-draft or post-draft when we did the Twitter Twitter mock? Um, uh, a post, I think. Yeah, yeah. Post. post draft, I I took Joku at nine. I have no, I have no problem pushing him mm-hmm. for Howard. I, I granted, I I do like Howard a lot, and I'm not going to argue either way. I just I love Joku. I think it's going to be a great, great fit in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously wish he was in a better situation, but I don't I don't hate the spot in Cleveland. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I love it. And it's a Noodle. need for you, Chad. Yeah, it is the need for me. Noodle so. will be very, very nice to you. I can promise you that. Oh, he better be. He knows how to treat his tight ends. Uh, up next, I'm actually picking for Mike Rogers at 14, and this is where our veterans are going to come in play because Mike Rogers at 14, we're going to have him select Marshawn Lynch, obviously most likely going to be the starter. I don't want to say anything 100%, but most likely going to be the starter for Oakland. Had a year off, so he's still going to be fresh, and he's still relatively young. I think, isn't he 30? He's 31, 30. Around so he definitely has some ability for more tread on his tires, ready for a role in Oakland behind a very, very dominant offensive line. With a very, very strong young offense, I think it's it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, for a win-now team, he just won the league. And he gave up some wide receivers in a, in a trade to get five. And he's taken a running back. So I don't know if there's a wide receiver particularly maybe loves there over the, the possibility of just getting a one-year guy. That could be seen. But he said before, if, if I pass up on him, I'm, he's not slipping to me at 15 or 201. So we kind of just have to take him as a word for now and give him the win now player that he can use to repeat with yeah it just makes sense like his team would be stupid Le'Veon Bell David Johnson in his RB1 RB2 and then his flex Marshawn Lynch yeah like it's just a it's just a player that I just for him and his situation that you just can't pass up at 14 it's one that I'll still I, I know what I said but it's still one I will be debating at 12 as well oh yeah absolutely should we should we recap the, the first round yeah let's run through it go for it alright so, just to give you a quick recap before we jump into the second round, uh, we have 101, Leonard Fournette, 2, Corey Davis, 3, Joe Mixon, 
four, Christian McCaffrey, five, Dalvin Cook, six, Mike Williams, seven, John Ross, eight, Samaje Pirine, nine, OJ Howard, Ridge, Alvin Kamara at 10, 11, Evan Ingram, 12, Kareem Hunt, 13, we have Njoku, and 14, we have Marshawn Lynch. That's going to round up our 14-team uh, first round. Pretty solid first round. Yeah. Pretty great first round. No surprises, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I think this is going to go pretty much as planned unless barring the next couple of months because, unfortunately, our league likes to late late to draft. Let me ask you this. Do you think there will be any trades within the first round? Yes. I, I mean, I've been trying to get into the first round all day. 100%. Okay. People get draft fever. People will overpay. Like me. 1 million percent. I hope there is. Because I, I had 9 and 12 at one point. I didn't think there was a chance I was trading out. But you can't pass up a good deal. No, no you can't. Uh, so let's start the second round. Um, I believe Chad is up picking for Addison. With the first pick in the second round of the Elite Dynasty podcast, Dr. Handsome selects Donta Foreman, running back, Houston. How do you feel about your pick? I need running backs, and I don't... I don't love... There's a couple wide receivers I like, but it's not a crucial need for me right now. Um, so, with me not getting Lynch, I'm going to go all in on, on the young running backs. And to me, I know I said I didn't love the landing spots. I still like Lamar Miller, but I'm a patient owner. I, I can wait uh, on someone to, you know, to, to take the role, to take the lead. And I just think at 201, he's arguably the best uh, running back available. There's a lot of other guys I'm considering. I'm also considering trading back to a, you know, willing partner. Maybe you, Chad. Maybe maybe Nick, if you're listening. I'm willing to move back because there's a lot of depth. But if you know, if you have a guy at 15 you want and you're afraid you might not get him, you know, call me up. I'm, w- I'm willing to willing to move if my guy that I, you know, a couple guys I like aren't there at 15. But for this, I like Foreman at 15. Well, why are you on your phone? Who are you calling? Oh, sorry, I was calling you. Tell me to give you a call. Oh, you're, you were trying, trying to trade. trade. All right, you want to just wait until oh, after the yeah, podcast? Yeah, All right, oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, right, right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So that that being said, let's move to pick 16. So um, with pick 16, so pick 202 in the third annual rookie draft, Nick Famulari, first pick of the draft, we're giving him Zay Jones. And I think this was just, he's a great team. He probably has more running back depth than anything, but we're just going to give him the BPA. And we've all been on the Zay Jones hype train. I think most people have been. He's arguably a first-round pick. So, I think it makes sense to throw him here at, at 202. I think it's a good value pick. And he is two first later on. We kind of factor that into the, the great depth of the second round running backs you can take. So, maybe not reach for one here, take the BPA, and then address that need later. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, Zay Jones potentially could be a first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Zay Jones. It, it just, we talked about it last episode. I was in Buffalo. And it, uh, you know, some people think it hurts him, some people think it benefits him. I personally don't like it, but, you know, it could go either way with him. And I just think he's just a really, really solid, well-rounded receiver. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, moving on to pick 17, third pick of the second round. Mike Trainer on the clock. Select Marlon Mack. Um, Marlon Mack's getting a lot of buzz just because he's in a perfect situation with aging Frank Gore. They have an explosive back who can catch passes. I, I think it's a good situation. Josh Ferguson, look. Pretty pathetic last year, um, to say the least. And I think Marlon Mack comes in, easily supplants him, and, and possibly pushes even Gore for carries. So I think it's a 
It's a good landing spot, good value pick here. Um, I think he had some fumbling issues. That's the reason that he really is going to fall. He also played at USF, fortunately a small school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the upside and, and the landing spot are definitely there. So I think that it uh, works in Tiz's favor. Just the continuing his, his very great draft. Yeah, he's just going to be a change of pace guy for Frank Gore, I feel like. At least this year. At so. most, you're waiting one year for him to potentially be the lead back. And that's a price worth paying in the second round. Yeah, 100% agree. Chad, would you like to uh, pick for me at 18? Sure. So with the fourth pick of the second round, uh, Mr. Eric Von Dunn selects Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. Very excited about this pick. I didn't think Juju was going to be there for me at 18. So we were going over the ADP. Pre-combine was eight in the ADP. Yeah. And then his fallen has kind of been up and down. We described him as the guy that's just kind of falling because he's falling. Just a kind of a toxic name for no real good reason. You can argue his draft location, but I think me and you loved it, and Chad hated it. So, it's again, like Zay Jones, do you love it or do you hate the spot? That's going to dictate a lot where these second-round guys go. And I loved it, and I think it's a good steal for you at uh, pick 204. If I can fill my team with Anquan Boldens, I'd be very, very <laughs> happy with the team of Anquan Boldens. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't, think, I don't know if he's going to slip this far. He might not. I, I, feel like I think it's going to depend on hype. It's If he gets a good camp story, he'll go earlier. If he doesn't and he's struggling, he'll fall to me, in which case yeah. I'll take it. A lot of time it just goes to show how deep this draft is. Yeah, like, it's we great. keep saying it. Like, Judy yeah. Smith-Schuster is going At, at one point, he was like four overall or five overall, even he was. further back. He was super high. And like I said, not not much change. I mean, he, he didn't have the best combine. Fine. He's got strong hands. He's a big possession receiver. I'll take him at 18. Done. Okay. Moving on. It's me. Oh, I'm picking for you. Back-to-back picks, I'm picking for you. Um, Sort of revealed in the clause, but at pick 205, Dr. Hanson will be selecting Jamal Williams, running back, Green Bay. Um, Jamal. I think the argument is they don't really have a running back, you know, if you don't believe in Ty. I I forget who else they drafted, but people argue that he actually may be the the best Uh, rookie. um, Aaron Jones. Um, Yeah. But... You know, Jamal has has more of the hype. Another guy that, you know, I'm not, probably not going to pick up a 201, but he's one of the guys of many running backs that I can keep my eye on it. that can change in, in two months. But, you know, he seems to be your boy, and I think it's a good pick for you. Yeah, I mean, I just love the size. I think he can be he can come in and be an immediately, immediate uh, workhorse back in that offense. Um, you know, I, was on, I was on the Jamal Williams train before, like, you were way back. Um, I love them at BYU, and I just think he could be really good there. I think so. we were watching this tape, and I was just saying, like, his feet always are moving. And I like that. He's always, like, pushing for the extra few yards, and sometimes it results in more. But I like guys that just churn their feet no matter what, and he definitely showed that in this tape. Yeah, for sure. So there's there's not really one glaring negative with him, which is which I like. So You could just argue that his, his spot is, can be crowded. But as far as him, the player... Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to get a good pick here. So. Absolutely. Um, up next, post Jamal Williams, we move to pick 20 with Josh Maddock on the clock. Um, he takes, in our opinion, the BPA, best player available, and Chris Godwin. Um, Chris Godwin is just, like we said before, he's just a very, very good receiver. And uh, the camp news has come out and support that, apparently, just due to the fact that, that Deshaun and Evans are not practicing yet. He's been running with the ones at OTA and picking up the playbook very quickly, um, showing good hands, just showing that he's a very good receiver. That's it. So I think at this point you always take talent over situation because you hope the talent shines through, and that's exactly what Josh does. 
takes Chris Godwin at pick 20. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is a BPA pick. I feel like this is exactly where Godwin is going to go in most Dynasty rookie drafts. And so. we only hate the location, I think, for year one, but easily in two years, he could be the wide receiver too in a high-productive offense with you know, Winston, which is a good spot to be in, Evans taking the double teams. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Chad? So moving on to that pick 21. Pick 21. Mr. Andrew Riggio selects Carlos Henderson, wide receiver, Denver Broncos. Eric, your thoughts? I mean, situation's definitely there. Um, Carlos Henderson is, is just a good receiver. Played at a small school. Um, did okay at the combine. I think he ran like a 4-6. Um, but he's he's more of a savvy route runner than, than anything else. Um, I think he, he definitely has the opportunity to to jump in there in Denver as as the third wide receiver behind Sanders and Demarius Thomas, um, because the receivers that they've taken in the past haven't really panned out. Um, now the name's escaping me, but the uh, second round player out of Colorado a couple of years ago never really panned out that I really liked. But I think Carlos Anderson is a good value pick there. Um, should do do great things on Ridge's team. Yeah, we're getting to the point in the draft where it's kind of just a toss up uh, with who you like rather than uh, BPA at this point. I feel like. So Carlos Henderson, throw him in a hat with these these next four or five guys, and I feel like you could win. You could win either way. So agreed. So with the next pick, pick two hundred seven. I'm losing track of where we are. Uh, our second veteran off the board, which may surprise. I mean, not surprise some people, but maybe surprise people outside of our of our community, is uh, Mike Gillisley, Mikey G. Now the running back of the Patriots. Um, you know. They seem to have a lot of running backs there, but, you know, Blunt's gone to the Eagles. I saw some Roto World update today that Deion Lewis is probably not going to have a major role, which is not bear well for our six-pack bet. Um, so it's really just him and, and Rex and, I guess, White. But I, I think out of those three, I think I think Gillespie showed a lot in um, in Buffalo. Before, you know, before he left, he was unfortunately an annoying player for me when McCoy was was playing but i feel like you know if there's one person who knows how to utilize someone's talent to their potential is belichick so i think he's we actually debated him going 202 so i think him slipping down here is, is a good value pick for fam yeah i mean what more can we say about gillisley he's just he's just your solid solid running back and he's gonna score touchdowns yeah um you know the one negative is he's in a backfield with 40 other running backs so but, yeah, I mean, I think a second round is is a great spot for him. I'm he's surprised he's not owned, honestly. He's a good, productive player. Yeah. Well, it was before he was on the Patriots. I think, yeah. it, you know. Well, even still. I mean, he, yeah, had, a Buffalo, good, he had a good season a good, in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah, I agree. What are you going to do? That's uh, Sometimes that works when you're when you're cutting players, unfortunate. Yeah. So got to be a full dynasty league. <laughs> um, up next, we have Fam on the clock again, back-to-back picks. And it's time for Joe Williams. Um I kind of kind of pushed for Fam to take Joe Williams earlier in this draft because he's got Fam's name written all over. He does. Explosive player, character concerns. <laughs> Explosive player, character concerns. It's, it should be Fam's team name. Should we name other examples that he? Yasiel um, Puig. Yeah, Yasiel Puig. Um, Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. He had Martavis Bryant at one point. <laughs> just loves those type of players that are just complete. Oh, Justin Blackman. Just complete, <laughs> yeah. complete question marks, and he will eat them up all day long. And that's why Joe Williams has to be on Fam's team. If I have the opportunity to draft Joe Williams, I may pass him up so Fam can take him. <laughs> um, but he has been getting a lot of, of good camp buzz, to be honest. Uh, 
even I know you don't like this very much, but possibly pushing Carlos Hyde for his job just because he was handpicked by the offensive coordinator. Um, usually tries to fit a system and and knows the guys that he likes. So mm-hmm. similar to Tevin Coleman last year, obviously a different type of player, but similar situation. I I love the Joe Williams pick. I think Fam will somehow end up with Joe Williams and it'll it'll lead him to a championship. Yeah, I mean I think Joe Williams could go two o. Two, honestly. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So I feel yeah. like this is I, I could take Joe Williams at 18 if he's there. Yeah. So really, you know, he made his first round pick trade for Mikey G and Joe Williams, essentially. Yeah. So, so we'll, not, a bad, not a bad trade. We'll look at it a year, a year later, but yeah. basically what he did. And God's Zay Jones, for an already team that we had power rank number one, you know, it's adding three pretty solid pieces. Well, when he loses out and I get Saquon Barkley, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen, bro. <laughs> Okay, with uh, the 12th pick in the second round of the EDP rookie draft, Josh Cutie Pants Maddox selects Curtis Samuel, wide receiver Panthers. I like the pick there. Do we there. like it? Do we hate it? I, I, lo- I like the pick there. I think the value is definitely there. I mean, he's got he's got the upside. He's got the gadget player big hit home run upside. Which is fine, especially in the off. The Panthers, they're trying to change their offense. They went from the twin towers that couldn't beat anyone, and they're both getting obese together. So they're <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to make a different, more explosive offense. Which you can commend that. Obviously, you need some mismatches. You can't mm-hmm. just have a big, slow offense where Cam's running the ball multiple times a game, and risking more injury. Yeah, you you can't do that, especially where he's getting to the point where your body starts to break down. He's what he's about to be 28, 27. Yeah. This is where your body, when you're this type of player, starts to break down a little bit. Not going to say he's going to see a significant drop-off, but he keeps taking hits the way he does, where he's seeking contact. It's not going to work out. Samuel's ADP has been pretty higher than this, too. So this is Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the, va- the value pick is great, and the big play potential is great. And like I said, a lot of things that I've seen is he's going to carve out a, a significant role pretty early. I think that was the exact Roto World line. We'll carve out significant role early. Yeah, it's funny that we were stereotyping players just in the last pick with Fam because I feel like Curtis Samuel is just such a Josh player because I only associate Ted Ginn with Josh and Curtis Samuel is very similar to Ted Ginn. On, on and he did like Tyreek Hill. He likes. Yeah, he, likes he, likes, he doesn't like mind the, the gadget players. The small little it. yeah, the small little speedsters. So uh, Curtis Samuel, it's Josh. All right, second to last pick in the top two rounds. This is a guy I like a lot. So Josh up again. So the second, the second to last pick in the second round of the third annual, it's a lot of numbers there. Rookie draft, Josh selects Jeremy McNichols, running back for Tampa Bay. I just love the situation here. He's also a guy, one of the many running backs that if I can't trade back at 201, I could consider. We'll see how the next few months go. But, you know, Doug Martin to me is trash. I'm not as high on Sims as you guys are. So I just think he has a good potential. Not maybe not right away because there is a lot of, you know, people to jump. But I just don't love the town in front of him. And I think for an end of a second round running back, I think this is a really good, really good pick for Josh. I mean, as as much as I hate it because I'm I'm a Sims truther. I love Charles Sims. Um, I mean, it, it is a good pick just from shot alone. He, he mm-hmm. we don't know how he's going to perform with the Bucks. He could go out and dominate. I, I think they are committed to Doug Martin as a, as a lead back just because the amount of money that they've paid him um but that third down passing role like i said is, is completely open competition if he beats out sims he's gonna get the carries in the game he's gonna get the, the passes in the game yeah so. not to mention sims gets hurt a lot he does so he's very I mean, injured he could, he could easily step in and take over yeah so as much as much as i hate it it is a good pick 
before I give you the last pick, we ranked Josh tied for last place in the league with his current roster. Now his draft at the end of this will be P. Ryan, Godwin, Samuel, and McNichols. He's got to be happy with that. Yeah, you can't hate that at all. I think Absolutely. that definitely you know, bumps up his stock a little bit. Above someone like, unfortunately, Itzler, who has no picks. I think by default you have to have him now above him. I, I also think Josh trades Jordan Reed midseason. He should. I think he trades Jordan Reed midseason, gets a huge haul for him, and, and starts to rebuild very, very nicely with with. And he has his taken. own first next year. Yeah. So I think it's in his advantage to start tanking. You know, see how the first four weeks go. He does have some pieces. You start going, you go one and three. Yeah, him. I mean, blow if Denarius rebounds, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, Maybe he, had, he can sell Gore to like a win now team that needs a running back or something yeah. too. He has a lot of pieces. Like that, Muller, I think that's a, I think that's a trade. If the, that, if that hasn't happened, it should happen. The worst thing is that he holds on to all these guys and he finishes like a ninth, and he has his own pick at like one hundred seven or yeah. one hundred eight, and it just sucks. But I think this draft will start the rebuild process for him very well. I agree. And Eric, would you like to round out the last pick? I would. Um, with Mr. Irrelevant of our two-round mock draft, um, we have Chad Patterson on the clock. That's me. And he selects Tavon Taylor, oh, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. His boy, TT. Um, once again, up in the air situation for that wide receiver three spot. Um, we we assume Corey Davis would come in and run away with the number one. Then you have number two, most likely Rashad Matthews, based mm-hmm. on his performance last year. Then the number three spot is, is really up for grabs. You have guys like, I like Tajay Sharp. You have Tavon. Um, you have have your boy from William & Mary that we just spoke about earlier in the Trey McBride. Um, you have a, a handful of characters that are just all question marks. So good good spot, up-and-coming yeah. offense. Mariota likes to throw the ball. They're an exciting offense. So I, I think it's a, it's a good pick, especially this late in the draft. I think Taylor could just slide right into that slot role. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wide receiver, receiver three, receiver perfect. Yeah. And their other offense would be really fun. Like Definitely. all those young receivers, Mariota in the backfield, and Henry in the or sorry, Henry in the backfield, Mariota under center. That's, and Matthews is the wide receiver too, but is it a lock he's gonna repeat next, what he did last year? Probably I don't, not. I don't he had like so. nine touchdowns. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's hmm. crazy that in a year or two Taewon could take over that art, uh, wide receiver two. Tajay could be the wide receiver one. We don't know. That's we fine. don't don't know. Um, so that's going to do it for our two-round mock draft. Um, and I believe that's going to going to do it for the show, essentially, as well. Yeah, we have a lot. We do, we do. Um, so if, if you haven't yet, we definitely want to plug our blogs. Um, we have a lot of new content out. I think it's four four blogs. Five. And five, five blogs in about a week and a half of it being up and running. So the the content's been, been being spewed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've read the articles ourselves as well. The articles are fantastic. There are awesome, a lot of good information, a lot of different... Insight, different perspectives you may not see when you're thinking your everyday dynasty league. So definitely, definitely want to check them out. Um, it's WordPress slash or dot Elite Dynasty, or if you even Google WordPress and Elite Dynasty, it will come up. Um, it'll be on our Facebook page. Too. It'll be on our Facebook page goes there, as well. Goes to the Twitter page on the Twitter. So more, more than enough spots to take advantage of it. And like you said, if you're commuting, if you're taking a midday bathroom break, if you're a loner and you like to eat lunch by yourself. Feel free to take a, a listen, a Stephen Glansberg, as you might say. Uh, take take a read while you listen to the podcast. After the podcast, get a different perspective because it's nice. You don't want to just hear us talk. You want to hear the rest of the league's yeah. voice as well. It is cool to see it in exactly. people's minds. It's fun, yeah. it's funny because it's a, a little bit of everything. Like you have Rogers with the analytic kind of mathematical perspective. Yeah. You had me with like the point of view kind of opinion piece. You had you with like your how would you describe advice yeah piece. just just a, a different way of looking at it like you said 
just trying to give trying to give different point and of view. Trainer gave his like you know a good blueprint for for new to dynasty leagues. I think. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone. So go check that out if you haven't already. And last but not least, Chad, what is the Twitter? So the the good people can can follow us, rate our trades, get into the dynasty community a little bit more. It's so funny you asked me that because I was literally just about to say that. It's what is it? At Elite Dynasty Pod. Really? That's it? It's that simple? That's it. That's it's so that weird because that's the Instagram and Facebook. What? That's yeah. crazy how that worked out. Wow. It's almost like we live in the same apartment and kind of talk about it. Don't don't be crazy. Don't be crazy. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. We'll be back with vengeance next week. <laughs> uh, possibly doing an ADP game, um, risers and fallers, uh, doing some updated news and notes. Bring back some trivia, maybe, and rate some trades in the general community. We'll, we'll have some fun stuff for Make you. Make a trade right now. I could. I'm, I'm currently in talks with two people, as we were actually... Um, I met me, but... Okay. On, yeah, not you. Um, <laughs> I have a challenge for our listeners. Someone, someone come on and be a guest. We haven't had a guest since episode two. We have not. Our, so, our, apartment, so speak up. our apartment's always open. Or, so, or Skype. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, we can delay. Well, not delay recording, but we can have you in any time. We'll just splice you in with in the middle of our you know normal yeah. weekly banter. Feel feel free to get creative. If you have a segment, you have something that you guys want to talk about, lay it on us. Yeah, I mean the crazy Dutch bastard did it from a hotel in Europe, so there's really no excuses for. Confirm. There's no excuse, and the, and the quality of that video was great. It was. It was real audio. It was very very good. We'll do a first come first serve. So if you get to listen to this first and you want to be a guest, message us. And actually, you have to tweet us. That's yeah. how you're going to get on the podcast. Yeah, tweet, yeah, tweet Send us. a tweet, tweet. To, to our Twitter, Elite Dynasty Pod. First come, first serve. We can do this weekly. What's got so, a, there has to be a hashtag, too. What is the hashtag? Ooh, put me on the spot. Right? Um, hashtag, I want to be elite. a guest. I was going to say elite guest. Elite guest. Yeah, I like hash, that. Hashtag, hashtag elite, elite guest. Elite guest. All right. All right. So shout so, out our Twitter. First person to listen to this and wants to be a guest, tweet it at us. Over under one and a half tweets. We'll get we'll get three. We'll get three. I'm gonna put it at three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm taking the hard under. All right, I'll t- I'll take the over. Okay. All right. I said three. I All said right. three and a half under. All right, I'll take the over. What are we betting on this? Nothing. All right. Good talk. <laughs> well, everyone have a good night. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good talk night. To you later. Peace.